Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Power BI Monthly Digest. My name is Devin Knight. Benoit Quintana and uh, you know we're glad you guys are with us. We had a lot of feedback. This one's a little bit beyond our normal delivery time period. Just a little you know in-house kind yeah, of thing. Life happens, items. Right? Life happens. Life yeah. happens. But we're glad to be back and getting you guys this information around the June update. Yeah. Uh, but just you know the July one as you have come to expect it will be right on time with the release uh, RBI itself, the update. Yep. And we'll have a May update as well. That's going to yes. come out the same time as this video. So you're likely able to watch May and June here at tons the same time. Tons and tons and tons. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, in June, though, there's a lot of fun stuff that's come out. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of things around different new visual capabilities have come out. Yep. yep. A little Ex bit of DAX. A little bit, a little bit. Yep. It's actually, it might be actually a little bit of an update that you might not even have realized a, a behavior was actually occurring prior to this update, but it's mm. actually pretty important, pretty impactful. Yeah. And a little bit of an extension of some of the items we've been seeing in the past, kind of a, a following trend, um, but very impactful one. So really some cool stuff in this one. So the first thing I want to kind of look at, and we'll, we'll see another highlight of something new as we go to this first demo, mm -hmm. but the first thing I want to look at is something that I have seen requested quite a bit uh -huh. whenever I teach classes is around slicers and filtering yeah. the values in slicers. So. Uh, common use cases, hey, I've got a slicer here, but there's a blank or a null value yep. showing up or an NA value or something is showing up in my slicer that I don't want to appear there. And they've now made it where you can actually apply filters on those slicers. Correct. So let's take a look at that. And as you do, yes. we'll see another little something, something that maybe people hopefully have noticed by now. Yes. Uh, as soon <laughs> as we dive in, um, to say, I don't think, I mean, polarizing might be a little too far in a description, but yeah. it might not be that far off. The general appearance of the tool, if you haven't noticed already, has changed. Let's take a look. So right away, you can tell there's a different look and feel, a theme to the entire product itself. It has this more lighter undertone. Yep. For anyone who's worked with any other developer tools, Azure, maybe Visual Studio, uh, you know there's a dark theme, light theme, and... Everyone has their flavor of choice. Yep. Right now, this is the only flavor you get. <laughs> but do not worry. It has been stated that uh, in the future, we're going to get these options so you can move between different right. themes and feel of the application. We have right in front of us the very problem that you were talking about. Right. Mm -hmm. We have a slicer. As we can see right here at the very top of the screen, we have this slicer. I'm just showing um, some sales territory countries. And right here, we have the good old NA. And as you mentioned, we've seen some people have to have to go some creative routes, maybe using calculated columns, but basically creating something so that they could exclude or remove this element from that selection area. Right. And they had to do a lot to do really just a little is what their needs were. Right. As mentioned, now we have the capability of lever leveraging visual level filters for slicers. Oh, they're nice. Yeah. They're nice. So let's take a look. So upon selecting the slicer, of course, we can see I've, the filter pane, the new filter pane, which is in this version, still in preview. But we can see that it's here and we have this new section readily available to us. So if we want to get rid of this NA, we just need to figure out some context in which a filter would remove only NA and not that. So technically, we could just go down here and go through like a basic filtering and remove it. Sure. So that would be kind of a very direct way. But thinking about this, thinking about this capability now that we can actually go beyond this, we can go even further. So I'll just bring this back and think about other things because this is countries pretty straightforward, but you might be doing some creative things within this. So if we can grab maybe something like sales amount. So I'll go over here, internet sales, just grab my sales amount here where it's hiding. So the idea here would be I want to filter to only show 
filter values that have sales of some kind. Exactly right. Because we know NA, we haven't applied anything to it. It really, the idea is so you'll be familiar with your data. So you'll know what is something that creates this and sets it apart, makes it its outlier and removes it out of the selection, the grouping here. Um, and you can see we had a couple ways we could do it here, but I've done it in both. So either just choosing the built-in field and do basic and uncheck it. But this could allow you by using the sales amount, what if those multiple items that we wanted to exclude? Makes sense. So really fun. Definitely something people have been waiting for, though. People yeah. have wanted that kind of easier element of controlling the... Uh, now, I think an another thing that people would mention is if we could also maybe have a custom way of sorting this. Oh, yeah. Rather than using, of course, we all know using the sort by, mm -hmm. sometimes that's not readily available. Right. Be kind of neat. So who knows? Maybe something coming soon. We're seeing some manipulation on the slicer, soon. so yeah. could be, could be. So the next thing we're going to take a look at is a similar feature that we saw uh, in things like uh, visual level headers, where you could actually yeah. dynamically change the titles, I should say. Um, and you, we've seen where you can now have conditional formatting on those yeah. sections yeah. of the charts. And so they're kind of expanding this, right? They're making the they conditional are. formatting work in other places as well, exactly. right? Exactly. It's pretty much, this is a kind of an ongoing theme, but a good one, um, where we're getting this capability of applying conditional formatting pretty much everywhere right. in the tool which right. is great. We want options as report creators. And yes, now we do have some con uh, some conditional formatting options in regards to the background, yeah, as well as the either the font or the background of the title. Okay. So title, font, and background, and then the actual background of the visual okay. itself. Okay, all right. Yeah, makes sense. So if we actually go right back, I've actually already set up this conditional formatting on that report that we were looking at. Okay. We have it taken care of where We'll use the slicer we already have. And if we look kind of focusing on this uh, column chart we have here, you'll notice Canada is low, right? So if we were to go and kind of choose Canada, you'll notice right away, oh. if we focus, I set it to the background of this image, turn it red, because I've set a rule, which I'll show in a moment. And by turning the background a different color, the title was very difficult to read. So I also made the title be changed when this occurs. So I set the same rule here. Mm -hmm. And just in case, I kind of made it so this title changed to to be red also. Oh, okay. Just so kind of saying, it works on multiple visuals. Exactly. Yeah. I went with the idea of it being kind of a, this is a low performing, it kind of is underneath our minimum requirement. And to look at that, if we select this visual itself, as with every time this gets introduced, right, we just need to go to the formatting area over here. In this case, I'll start with the, just the, uh, the background. So if I expand background, you'll notice already we have that little FX symbol right. thing. You are using conditional formatting. Of course, you have this little ellipsis here. We can say revert to default, or in this case, I'm just going to click, and it's going to bring up that dialog box. And as you can see, I create a rule. If it's less than 2 million, mark it, make the background red. Makes That's sense. why we kind of see that fluctuation. If I go to France, it goes back to normal. Germany, back to normal. Boom. Canada's are, are kind of our low mm, performer in this regard. I like it. And not pointing fingers at Canada. This is, <laughs> this is sample data, sample data. <laughs> Even beyond this, like I said, it just keeps appearing and appearing. You can also find this has been introduced in the same area, such as like the gauge visual, the okay. fill. You could do it here too in the fill area of this. If we were to apply it, it would just be red if we did the same kind of rule. Mm -hmm. I could set this up here and just go and find the data colors. And you'll notice anytime pretty much you're seeing this ellipsis, this is that introductory. This is saying, hey, you can apply conditional formatting here. Nice. So get the fill areas as well for data labels and category labels for the card visual have also been um, kind of added to this mix. Very nice. I like it. Yeah, nice little add there. Uh, and again, you're make, able to make things more dynamic throughout yeah. your reports. It's uh, I like where they're going with things. Absolutely. I like where it's going. So the next thing we're going to look at is, again, more on the visualization side, but it's uh, to go along with the visual level headers that I, we talked about a few moments ago. Yes. There's been an addition with the visual level headers, so the header section of each visual. Yep. 
where you can now have kind of a, a an additional tooltip or pop-up yeah. kind of thing you can do there, right? Yeah, we've been seeing some people kind of, once again, kind of come up with their own solution for this, yeah. where they might like just take an image and layer it on top yeah. of a visual and sure. then use a tooltip. That's now kind of baked into headers. Now, it's important to note, this is actually only going to be for the new modern visual headers, which has been around for quite a while. Most people are probably yeah. using it. If you created a new report in the last yes. several months, you're using it already. Default yeah. is going to be, that's how it starts. But if you happen to be opening up an older Power BI report, just and we mentioned this when it came out, you'll just need to make sure you hit that little checkbox in the options and settings to say, use the modern right. headers. Right. And when that's on, you can enable this. So I can go show you. Let's yeah, go back into this report here. Uh, we'll kind of hone it. Let's stay with this uh, column chart here. If we go ahead, I'm going to minimize filters so we just have a little more real estate here. And we go into, once again, formatting area. And we go, I'm going to minimize this. But at the very bottom, we have the visual headers. And, of course, we know that you know, we have all these elements for transparency, colors. You can toggle on things on and off. These are elements that would be portrayed whenever users would actually be consuming this on the service. Right. So it doesn't actually have any impact right now. But at the very bottom is a new option. It is going to be by default off, and it says visual header tooltip icon. And just by flipping this on, we can see that there's a brand new option that's presented to us below. And by expanding this, we can see that we have this option where we can choose. Now, this was just when we were tinkering. We left this in here, right? Yeah. So you have two choices. You, by default, it says none because we have the element of actually displaying a report page tooltip. And just so you know, this right here is what was introduced, this little question mark guy. And you'll see. That little typing, uh, that yep. type text is now presented. So we could give instructions. Don't forget to use the drill down. Um, anything informative that would benefit the user. All right. right? Um, there is the option just in case for a report page tooltip, as you saw, I could go down and we have one. When you do this, even though you still see tooltip text, this actually doesn't, it's one doesn't or the other. It. It's okay. one or the other. So by doing that, I've set up a tooltip and you can see it's just a very simple text box. But which, another way, we could put helpful information, we could put visualizations. Now, there's nothing that will filter that report page tooltip, so you have to take that into consideration, right? Report page tooltips are nice because as you hover over elements, right. it filters it accordingly. So it would be an unfiltered report page tooltip. And is there an area here where you can tell if you had multiple report page tooltips which to use? Does it look like it doesn't have It's any? actually just a straight drop down. You're going to either see none okay. or all of your report page tooltips. Ah, so gotcha. we've seen it where you so hit report page tooltip. That are that you exactly. have a report called tooltip. Gotcha. Yeah, just this gotcha. little hidden one I put over his page. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but yeah, so it's a nice little addition. I really like it. People were going out of their way already to Trying add to this like informative that. stuff. So yeah. to have it be built in just makes it easier. Quite nice. Very nice. I like it. That's a good one. Uh, and then the next one, we're sticking with the visuals, yep. is looking into tables and matrices and yeah. see what they've done with those. So uh, one of the things that I have seen requested a lot as well is to be able to, within a matrix or a table, I think we're going to be looking at a matrix in our yes. case, right? Yeah. Uh, where I want to be able to relabel the subtotals that I have, or the exactly. grand total even, where I can give it some yeah. more specific identifier of what that total is. Exactly right. I mean, especially when you're adding in rows and columns, just probably where you're going if you're with the matrix already. Right. Um, you know, you just have total and then you have total. And that's not even taking into account. Majority, I would say, users are leveraging um, the stepped layout. Sure. Which is pretty common. But if you're using the non-stepped layout, you even have more representations of these oh. total lines. And we couldn't do anything with it. It was total. Right. That's all you got. But now if you want to, you can better define it and label it however you like. Very nice. Yeah. Let's take a look. Huh? Absolutely. Let's sneak over here. I've got a second page because I wanted to give a little breathing room for the matrix here. And you can see just a little bit of a drill down. And this is in the step layout right now. Actually, I think we actually moved this to non. Let's take a look here. I'm going to sneak over, just do a little search. 
So it's non-step. So as we can tell, when we expand North America, you have the totals at this location. Mm -hmm. okay. So we have some additional items. As a reminder, guys, this is what it looks like. When we remove it, you just have it removed at that row area. So it's kind of still in that same column space. It's it just is. indented over. So if we think about this, right? Over here, this is our row label. If we think about what this total represents, it's effectively all the total of all the countries within this singular year. But it just says total here. This is actually a, a for just this one country or region or group, sorry, it is all for all the years. Right. So we could add a little extra labeling. So what you do is with this selected, I'm going to get rid of the stepped option here. Uh, we can find here under the subtotals by expanding it now. And just in case, if you only happen to be using rows and you haven't applied anything at the column, you wouldn't actually see column subtotals just in case. Makes sense. But if you think, yeah. like, oh, I don't see the option, just make sure you're adding fields to the rows and the columns. And you can go here. So as I mentioned, the rubs, row subtotals label is going to correlate to here. So I can do something just along the lines of just putting in, uh, let's see, I think I have it set to do all territory groups, just so it's a little more focused. Oh, and you can see it changing right away as you start yeah. to type it. You can see, especially when I type it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there, there it goes. So now we can see as we read along what this represents. This is all territory groups within this column. Mm. Just a little more specificity. And as we talked about, this other one was just going to be simply all, all, the, year, all, all years. Then so we could just do, and you can do anything you want. That's the niceness of this. It's the freedom of just adding some additional labeling that maybe you feel will give more clarity to your end users. And if you had turned off that stepped oh, feature you talked about absolutely. earlier. Yeah. You get some extra options. You can get even more granular with this when we remove this. Uh, let's remove this real quick. And now everything remains the same at the top, but what gets opened up is this option down below here where you can do this per column level. And when you turn this on, you can go through and now specify these items. There's per column level. There's also per row levels as well. So you can kind of turn these on. Um, so we can choice. So this inherits what it found up top. So all territory groups. But if we wanted to, I could just say, let me remove the all so we can see the difference here. Mm, okay, so see? I see. Yep. The bottom is now territory groups. Now this one remains. If you ever try to remove this, it actually goes back and it inherits its original from the beginning. Uh -huh. So this will now, the group total is controlled here. So you can break it down even more. So these top items kind of contribute and control these items in this case. Makes sense. All right, so next we're going to talk about a, a little bit of custom visuals. Yep. So we're going to be looking at what's probably one of the more popular custom visuals when it comes to filtering your data, that being the hierarchy slicer. Yeah, very powerful. Yeah. yeah, and they've actually made it so now that hierarchy slicer will work within the context of a native Power BI feature, that being sync slicers. Exactly right. Exactly so right. So pretty easy feature to show. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and show that, and then we'll have a little extra something. Something we'll show. There is. They added that. some fun stuff with custom visuals. So let's swing over. And unfortunately, all the work we did with our slicer, we're going to change it. Uh, that's okay. That's okay. Let's take a look. So we're here. We're going to modify this slicer to use the hierarchy. So let's go ahead and you can see I've already gone to the marketplace and downloaded this. So mm -hmm. just in case for everybody, so you can know what we're talking about here, it is the hierarchy slicer. Got to spell it right or it's not going to come up. Just like this is top item. So it's already been added and you can see like normal, it's just here. But you may also see there's this little dashed bar. Mm. I'll draw attention to that in a moment. Okay. But for now, I'm going to go ahead and select this and we're going to go ahead and just add it to the fields area because it's already using, I'm going to switch this up and just say, bring in the territory drill down and get rid of this. And this is basically the usage case for this item. And it looks like, by the way, that people might be noticing that the, 
it's difficult to see. It looks like it carried over our white text here. It did. <laughs> That's interesting. It carried over that piece from our uh, regular slicer in here. But if we add it back in, you'll see. There we go. How it looks. And the nice thing about the hierarchy slicer there is you can drill in if you have mm -hmm. a hierarchy like we do in this case. And uh, we can dig deeper and deeper into the results. In this case, we deleted it and re-added it so the yeah. NA shows back up there. We're going to do all this fun stuff. But yeah. the main thing we want to showcase is with this visual, now if we go in here and go into view and turn on sync slicers, if we go and say, you know, I would like this to also affect my second page but not be visible, mm -hmm. I can go ahead and I'll pick France, let's just say. And if we go over and look over here, voila. Ah, very France nice. Is there. So that wasn't supported before. It now is. Very nice. I like it. And as we were mentioning, what's with that dotted line? Yeah. So mm -hmm. let's talk about that. So the dotted line, and let's come back here for a moment. One of the big things that I get requests for, things that come up with a lot of people ask during our training classes, is with those custom visuals, hey, they're really cool, but they only seem to apply for that Every project, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I were to work on a project and I add a bunch of custom visuals and then I go to create a new Power BI solution, all those custom visuals I added previously had to be re-added again, so it saves it per yeah. file that you work on. You, you kind of, if you wanted to work around it, you had to go through the route of using templates. I'm actually a big fan of templates, yeah. but it also felt like a workaround again. Right, like, right. All right, let me make this template, and let me just get every single custom visual <laughs> yeah. and put it in here to not have to worry. Right. But you're almost like overloading that. Yeah. This is my Power BI desktop application. Let me customize it to how I, for the visuals I like to use, and we can do that. Now, this is a preview. Right. As of June, it is in the preview version, uh, but you can now effectively pin your custom visuals so that it remains as part of the Power BI desktop application. All right, let's take a look. Yeah. So I think the preview feature when they go to turn on is something called personalization. Of Correct. Your I can show it real quick. This will require a restart of your machine. So as always, options and setting, options. If you just go into preview features, you'll see just here the personalized visualization pane. Gotcha. So upon turning that on, you will need to restart Power BI Desktop, but that is what gives us said dotted line. So ah. this little guy here. And now when we see this, so anything below the line is effectively the default behavior that we've known forever since the tool has been out, right? Where it's just, I open up brand new Power BI Desktop, that little guy, gone. Okay. So that's the, anything below <clears> that <throat> is the temporary visuals. Exactly anything right. Anything above that is your permanent for your personalized Power BI Desktop. Yes, sir. Gotcha. So you can see right now, if I want to get rid of it completely, sure, or pin it. And it moves it from south to north. I like that. Beyond the line. And now every time, if we were to close this and start brand new, not reopen this report naturally, just brand new Power BI, I'll have my hierarchy slicer always. I like that. That's Absolutely. Awesome. Something That's just awesome. to kind of um, make it a little more consistent. And it makes your, pro your desktop application feel like your desktop application. I like that. That's yeah. really cool. <laughs> so the next thing, so a couple things we'll just talk about here for, for a moment. Uh, one is the key influencers visual. There's been yes. a lot of updates with that. It's still in preview, by the way. Uh, they continue yeah. to make a lot of new updates to that, and we're going to see more coming yeah. over the next couple months, I think, as well. But um, they, what are some of the changes they made to that? So um, for connecting live with Power BI data sets, it's becoming more and more popular. That mm -hmm. with the data flows and all these things coming into play. But specifically for data sets, if you're connecting with live, it actually wasn't supported previously. Yeah. As of this release in June, it is supported. Okay. As well, um, it wasn't actually working with RLS, and now that is role level security. Role yep. level security. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I like to use all of these little acronyms, but yes, you're role so level smart. Security. <laughs> um, another small thing, and this is really for those micro users who paid attention to every little detail. But um, you may have noticed, um, from a formatting perspective, that Power BI actually would use some in some instances, even within the same visual, certain elements they would use pixels versus points. Ah. Uh. 
So if you had eight pixels versus eight points, they're similar, but they're not the same. Right. And for those that might have bothered some individuals, sure, sure. Pretty much, not almost. I mean, upper ninety percent of the entirety of the product is effectively leveraging now um, the option there for pixels. Nice. So, uh, sorry, sorry. They're using they're using points. Points, right? They're right, using right. points. Except for the text box and the filter pane, the new one that still uses uh, pixels and certain elements, uh, but the tool will eventually have everything be scaled exactly the same, so we'll have the constant size of text nice. throughout. And a couple other things went GA. There was a common data service. If you're using yep. that as a connector, uh, then that's now a, a GA generally available feature. Uh, there was Azure Data Explorer connectors, now yep. GA as well. There were some improvements to the M IntelliSense. Correct. Some uh, of that feature, the capability of IntelliSense was pretty much focused on that advanced editor area. And a lot of those capabilities have now been scaled up to all the locations where you can encounter M. So the custom column, just if you're just writing directly into that formula bar, effectively that all the intelligence is you is capable throughout all of those interfaces nice now i know we have two more things to show am i missing anything as far as kind of just brief announcements <clears throat> of uh new new features or things going out of preview from ga no 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 that's okay. pretty much everything from a ga perspective yeah all right. cool well then let's show this is actually a, a rather important but maybe uh not thought about very often dax mm. change yes uh simple but pretty important dax yeah. change uh, that I, I don't, maybe it's difficult to, to explain unless you actually see it. And so. it might, like I said, it might have been something that could, from this revelation, you might actually have some insight and realize, you know, maybe some of the things that you're doing in your previous or your existing reports may not have actually been doing the right type of counts. Right. Depending on what type of conditional logic you may have been using, it all relates to zeros and blanks. Mm. Let's take a look. Yeah. All right, so let's flip over here to your demo here, and I guess we're going to look at this from the, the data view, correct? Correct. Okay. We're going to dive in, and we're going to look at a very simple piece of conditional logic. So I have this little table here. It's very straightforward, nothing too crazy. And we're going to see that I'm focusing on value. We have two records with trues, or sorry, two records with zeros and two records with blanks. And here is what I want to show first. This is what we are normally and had available to us up until this point in time. So we're saying, hey, if that column equals zero, mark it true. If it's not a zero, make it false. But notice what we have. Hmm, that is not accurate. <laughs> Blanks are treated being the same as true when using the equal sign operator. Interesting. Well, we have a new operator now. And that's why we're seeing a little more realistically the approach we see here where we have true, true, false, false. And it is simply using this double equals operator sign. Okay. This is basically taking a more specific approach to zeros and blanks. Right. So it actually does recognize a zero as a zero. I mean, it recognized basically that a blank is not a zero. Correct. Is essentially what we're getting there. Exactly right. Very cool. Yeah, so that's a nice easy one. And then I think the last thing that we have to show is something that's uh, still kind of in, in coming out. It's not fully oh. released as of this moment, as of the yeah. moment of the video. But the last thing we have to show has to do with uh, promoted versus certified data sets that are inside the Power BI service. So this touches Correct. a little bit on the Power BI service, but also the Power BI desktop. And it it's specifically related to uh, Power BI data set connector. So when Correct. you go to use that connector. It kind of is in this realm of like governance. Yeah. And as we see these organizations kind of rolling out these more centralized data sets for then the end users to consume, right? Yeah. We have this maybe more focused IT group, you know, still in the BA side of things, but they are, they're creating and sculpting and massaging and just creating these, fan, these great data sets. And right. then you guys take advantage. We've done the work for you, create these awesome visualizations. There are ways now that we can indicate to users 
basically w through the form of what's called endorsements. Uh -huh. um, so this is just strictly within the organization. You see when you connect, what data sets do I have at my disposal right. for the Power BI connecting to the service? And we'll see there's there are going to be markers for this that are going to show whether something is known as promoted or certified. The certified is actually still something that is in preview. Okay. Um, and it requires the Power BI admin tenant to actually do this. Mm -hmm. um, but we can see this is going to be bound behind certain permissions as well. Okay, cool. So the way we're going to show this demonstration is we're going to bring up real quickly, Manuel's already doing it here. We're going to bring up a new instance of the Power BI desktop. The reason why we need to do that, of course, is when you're connecting to a Power BI data set, it doesn't allow you to have any other types of connectors. Correct, correct. So if we were to go connect here yeah, to our Power BI data sets, and let's choose one here. You are signed in as yourself. Now you'll yep. see, here's the big change, right? So talk us through this. So this is when you connect, this is basically going to leverage any workspaces that you have access to and the relevant data sets within them. So okay. pretty much I can connect to any of these, but you can see that there's one in particular. This one at the top here um, is promoted. So it has, this is the significance that has been um, pointed out that someone within my organization, in my case, it was me, um, I said, <laughs> hey, this is something, this is a data set that we have worked with. It will produce you know, results that you're looking for. Basically, this is ready to be leveraged. Okay. Now, there is an elevated version that is going to be coming out, and that's going to be referred to as a certified. So basically, okay. degrees of availability. Um, maybe something could be promoted. That's something that we're working with in-house collectively as a group right. amongst developers. And we're saying, hey, the DAX is done here, quite a few of the modeling sides, maybe some small, fewer enhancements. I feel like this is something that really internally within your organizations, you kind of want to kind of set a standard of what each of these represent and mean. And okay. that's going to be promoted would be kind of the first step underneath just a regular data set. Right. And then the highest tier is going to be certified, which that's actually still in preview. Okay. All right. So how from the service then, I know we usually sure. focus on the Power BI desktop in these videos. But from the service, how would we actually turn on whether or not a uh, visual is certified or not? Absolutely. So I'm going to bring up my cloud service just real quick. I'm logged in as myself, and I'm actually at the very location of this data set we're looking okay. at. So, you know, just dive into your actual workspace itself. You can go here in the data sets if you like. But in this area, you can see it's already been promoted. I can hit the ellipsis and hit settings, and there's going to be this new area at the very bottom called endorsements. Ah. And you can see right here, I can just go through the process. You have the default data set, you have the promoted data set, and once again, you can do a little bit learn more around the certified. It brings you to the official documentation. This is then going to be the next tier. I believe that they're going to go with a green kind of coloration okay. for certified okay. versus blue. Um, but yeah, and you can add little descriptions and stuff like that around your data set. So when I go and connect, I can have more insights to my user saying, hey, this is for this, this is for this, this is for this. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. so a lot, pretty big update. This ended up being a longer video. We had a lot yeah. of fun stuff that came out with this month. Uh, what was your favorite one? So share with us below, comment below, let us know what was your favorite uh, feature that came out this month. And then, uh, like I said, we'll have some, I would expect some really exciting things next month as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, and again, my name is Devin Knight. I'm here with Manuel. And of course, as always, go ahead and uh, subscribe to our videos and, and, and make sure you hit that notification bell so you can notify. So you that's right. You got to be in the know when we post a new video, of course. Uh, again, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Okay, see you next time. Care. Sure.